Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It, The Life and Times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It. As always, I'd like to start by saying thank you for those who do listen and encourage you to please continue to share it with anybody and everybody you think that would find this, I guess, uh, entertaining, interesting, whatever the word be, and to always, of course, like and uh, follow. So I appreciate that. I want to talk about... You know, back in the 70s, uh, what it was like to go to Panama City Beach in the 70s, early 70s, mid 70s, but uh, mostly the early and mid 70s, what it was like to go to PC Beach. Uh, now, I'm going to confess, I ain't been to Panama City Beach in a long time, so I'm going to say some stuff and some folks are going to probably say, say or think, and you'd be rightly so to say, Dang, I don't believe old Jerry's been to Panama City Beach in a while. And you would be right. I ain't been there in a while. Uh, my wife and I talk about going sometime, and I, and I damn sure ain't going to go in the summer. I just ain't doing it. So not at, not at my age. I don't, I don't care to put up with it. But anyway, when we was kids growing up, there was a time right out of good old Butler, Georgia, Bob and Eleanor Daniels and Jimmy and Phyllis Smith and and uh, Sonny and Riley Dunn and, and uh, Kay Scott and her husband, William, and Bus Hammock and Charlotte, I think, would go. And, and then uh, there would be Phyllis's sister, Shirley. Shirley would go. And the Noogie Bowles. And uh, I think Buddy Dunn would go and, and, and just whoever the hell else. But anyway, but we would go down there and we'd all rent us a bunch of rooms at the only thing I can remember is the Admiral Bimbo and the, and the con, uh, Continental Condominium. That's the only thing I can remember. So I got a lot of memories about going down there. I remember that, that driving, you know, when, when, you're, when you're 9, 10, 11 years old, four hours of driving seemed like a damn lifetime. It takes forever to get there, especially when you're riding in the back of a freaking pickup truck on just laying, just sitting on exposed steel in an aluminum shell. Uh, did that a couple of times. So it takes, it, it feels like it takes forever. I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, and, and how did you know you was getting close? You saw moss. When you saw the moss on the trees, that meant you was getting down there. And and back then, honestly, I don't mean, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but it, it, it felt like we was driving to another country. We was going to Florida and we are going to go to Panama City. We saw them signs about alligators and, and snakes and and whatnot. And I think maybe there was even a sign that says Ripley's Believe It or Not place or something. But going back down to Panama City was was always an annual event. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I never asked Mom and Daddy if they enjoyed it. I don't think Mama ever really enjoyed it. Honestly, I don't. I don't think Mama ever really – because here's why. Because she had to cook. <laughs> so <laughs> – and I remember – I remember, dang, Sonny Dunn would come over to the room early hours in the morning. Now, Bob Daniels would be up and gone. I don't know where he went. He went to find somewhere to get coffee. So he'd be gone. 
But Sonny Dunn would, would come over there and knock on the door and, and thinking he'd been early, but Bob Daniels didn't beat him up early. But uh, he'd sing some damn silly-ass song about rattle to get up and rattle them pots and pans or something like that. Uh, I think that got under Mama's skin. I thought it was funny. Sonny thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. I bet Sonny still thinks it. If Sonny was alive today, he'd still think it was funny. But it was funny nonetheless. But Mama, Mama didn't take too kind, I think, to go in because she had to cook in that room. And she, she'd rather have a hotel room than a condo. Condo meant kitchen. Kitchen meant cooking. And she didn't want a part of that. She wanted a vacation. She didn't want to cook. Now, and I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, and that was, uh, I think I told the story earlier, but I remember that was uh, the same place one time me and my sister got into a fight early in the morning. I may be repeating myself, but if I am, if you're old, maybe you're up for a damn repeat. But to me and my sister was in that room. Daddy was gone. Me and my sister got into a fight. We was in our pajamas, and we just literally beat the crap out of each other. I mean, we were snatching knots of, of hair out of each other's head. And then Mama got involved, beat the crap out of both of us. And then when she got done with us, she made us stand there, and it was like a boxing match. She said, now get back at it. And we both just looked at each other. Now, I mean, we're, we're beat the heck and back, man. Me and Robin done beat the crap out of each other. Mama's done beat the crap out of us. Now, Eleanor Daniels, when she gets done, says, now y'all go back to fighting. And we just stood there and looked at each other. She goes, if you don't go back fighting, I'll beat the crap out of you again. So uh, we, me and Robin had to fight again. And it was kind of like a, we, it was like two cats fighting with just no claws. So we kind of went easy on each other. But Panama City was was a fun place to be when, you know, in the early 70s when you're 10, 11, and 12 years old. Now, times have changed. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. And, you know, were there perverts and criminals back then? I guess. But I guess they were in smaller numbers. And I don't know. Maybe they – there was a different time. Maybe if somebody was perverted back then, they knew if they got caught, they'd be killed. Today, I don't think perverts believe that. I believe if perverts today get caught, they don't have this – this uh, degree of accountability is going to be a severe, who knows. My point being is our parents didn't seem, I don't know, maybe they were, but hell, my mom and daddy didn't seem to care where I was. As long as I was away, had a couple of dollars in my pocket, we was good to go. So me and Todd Smith and I remember Billy McMurray would go and because Denise would go or something like that, but uh, Dane and and uh, I don't know if the Baysmores ever went back then. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that me and Todd went, and we had a blast. And I think, don't quote me on this now, but I think even one or two times the the Dennises went. Now, you remember Charles and, uh, what was her, Verna, Charles and Verna Dennis, and they had them two boys, uh, Jimmy and Van, and uh, Jimmy's nickname was Tub, because we, we had them nicknames like they do in the in the old movie, The Sandlot. It's not an old movie, but it's a, it's a movie that was about our age of growing up, and and we had us a sandlot, by the way. If, most, if anybody don't know this, I don't know the name of the street, but uh, there was a, a sand. I know that Cindy Baysmore Grandmama lived in a red brick house, and across the street from that house was the where the Methodist preacher lived. And then on the uh, on the left side of Cindy Baysmore Grandmama's house was a, was a sandlot, and it was behind the Swainies' place. And that's where we had a menu of football games. Now, granted, you had to play football back then. It was a bunch of us kids that get up a scratch game, and we played football with no pads, and we just run over the hell out of each other, and we played in sand spurs. So uh, I don't know if young kids do that today or not. They probably don't, and if they don't, they need to, they need to get back into that. That's where it was fun. And then we would, we would camp and uh, pitch up some tents across the street in the woods on the other side of the Dennis's house over there where I think Mr. Uh, – 
Mr. Uh, oh man, I'm driving. A, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter where his house is now. I forget the name of the man's name. Somebody, somebody's listening to this. They go, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, they own the printing company. Oh golly, I can't think of his name. But uh, JB BJ something. It, it, it'll come to me. It, it, hey, just hang with me for a second. It'll 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 pop in my mind, and I'll say, Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but we used to go to Panama City, and we used to just walk to the all hours of the night. And, man, we would go to the Miracle Strip. And I remember being young and, and the way that the neon lights and the sounds and the way it glowed. And it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all commercialized back then. It was, it, was, it was a lot less stuff. And the only stuff that was there was really important. I remember that. And uh, we would go to, we'd walk down to the Miracle Strip. You know, we'd have $5 in our pocket, and we would have a great evening. You could eat and, and play that damn game called ski ball. And, and you could wear out a damn or a shoulder and an elbow playing that game. And, and I got good at it. I know a bunch of us was good at it. Man, we could, we'd have so many damn tickets printing out on that floor. Uh, and then we'd win a big prize and whatnot. And I, and I remember there was a place to eat walking down there, and it was called the Wiener King. Maybe that was what prompted me to have sloppy dogs. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I ain't done yet. My wife don't want to do it. I probably won't never ever have another mobile food service business. If I did, I'm going to have somebody young to do it. And I'll manage it or whatnot and own it. But uh, that's hard work. If, if anybody, I mean, I've worked on the flight deck of aircraft carriers. Uh, I've worked in some of the most extreme weathers. But I was younger then, so I, I probably was well suited for it. But I'm going to tell you right now. Running a daggum mobile food service business in your 50s. Yeah, you'll find out what you made out of real quick. You'll find out how, how much your wife loves you if you put her ass in there, too, and tell her she's got to work in there, too. Uh, I didn't tell her. I asked her. She'd answer it in volunteer. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, that's another story in itself. But we used to walk down to Miracle Strip. Man, we used to have fun. We had fun. We'd sneak, you know, cigarettes and whatnot. But it, it, was, a, it was a blast, man. But here's a story I want to tell. We were staying at the at the I th- I think it was the the Continental Condominiums. I think that's what it was. And me and Todd Smith and Billy McMurray was into a night of mischief right there at the hotel. And I'm gonna tell y'all what we did and what we did was wrong. And if some little kid punk did that to me today, I'd probably kill him. I would. But what we did was wrong. It was W-R-O-N-G, dang gum, straight up wrong. And I'm glad that the man and woman didn't get a hold of us because they, they would have. They would If the man would have been right, just beat the snot out of us. But we, uh, we had some water balloons, and then we was way up there on the top floors, on floors we wasn't even living on, but we was uh, staying on. But we was up there, and we would wait because there was a gap, and folks could walk out and go to their cars, and we'd drop these damn water balloons on them. And there was a man and woman come out, and he was getting ready to go out to dinner, and we did it, all of us. Boom, 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 boom. We dropped them balloons, man. We and, and of course, we just hauled butt, ran in the rooms. Uh, we didn't get caught. What we did was wrong. And uh, anyway, I'm not proud to say I did that, but I did that. So, in, in in the event it should happen to me, which it better not, but in the event it should happen to me, I, I, I. I'm gonna pray that God gives me the the uh, the patience and the, and the willpower power to be understanding. That's all I say. But anyway, so on this particular night, 
of us being into uh, knee deep in some mischief. And we was we was doing some other stuff, but we didn't damage nobody's property. Uh, but Todd had I don't know I don't know how this worked out, but Todd had gone to bed. He left. He got, he that was and that was rare for Todd Smith. He he uh he parted ways. Well, me and Billy McMurray was left, and then we was you know still out around and down on the beach messing around. We was trying to catch somebody snooch, smooching on the beach or whatnot. We had a flashlight and whatnot, and we was getting ready to call it an evening. And me and Billy was up on the up on one of them upper floors, and we was on one of the, the down on the ends, and we was on the end where the swimming pool was. That's where some of the teenagers was hanging out. So we was down there, and uh, on this particular case, I remember Steve Smith was laying down there, and I I don't know, don't quote me. It's probably Denise, but I don't know who it was with. But Steve Smith was down there, and I think my sister was down there maybe, and there were some other teenagers down there, but they was down there and around the pool. But on the far side of the pool, on the opposite, you know, the opposite side of where the hotel was, was a, a wall that separated the this property from the the next property. And there was a wall, and I bet that wall was probably I don't know, ten feet tall, maybe. And in other words, if you was down there in the swimming pool, you couldn't stand up and see over the wall. And then on the other side of the wall was a uh, uh, a large gap. And folks could drive a car down there if they needed to. And then there was another building on the other side. And I don't know if it was a hotel. I, I, I think it may have been a hotel. It could have been a restaurant. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, here's the bottom line. There was a there was a car parked in that driveway over yonder on the other side. And it was a light on over there. They had a you know a, a light in that driveway or that alleyway over yonder. And me and Billy was up there looking. And then something caught our eye. We was looking. And I'm going to keep this clean in case some young folks want to listen to it. But there was a man sitting on the trunk of the car. And he was kind of leaned back on the back window. And there was a woman bent down in front of him with her head down, you know, down yonder. And her head was going up and down. <laughs> so me and Billy was like, oh, son, look yonder. So we just took the liberty to stand there and watch. And, and both of us, you know, our mouth just hanging open. We're like, golly, I can't believe we're seeing this. And then the, the man looked up and he saw us. He saw us. And he put his thumb up like, you know, like, way to go, boys. And he put his thumb up. And we ducked down. We thought, oh, my gosh, we got to go get Todd. So we went flying to Todd's room. And it's late, y'all. I'm talking it's probably midnight, if not later. And we're beating on the door. And, and poor Miss Phyllis come through the door. And she was, you know, woke her up, and we couldn't hardly talk. We go, you got to get Todd. We get, Miss Phyllis, where's Todd? We got to get Todd. So we got, we got Todd out of the bed, run our butts back to the uh, stairs, run back up a couple of floors, got back down there on an end, and now that man and woman they didn't swap positions, and you can imagine what's going on now. And all I can say is, is we, you know, we was growing up, we was curious, but we got to, we got to. We got to watch a show uh, that that most little boys our age didn't get to watch. I'll just leave it at that. So uh, anyway, that's I got. I mean, I got other memories about Panama City, but that's one of them that damn sure stands out. You can believe that if you was my if you you know what I mean. But uh, playing skee ball, going to the Winter King, and and walking back and forth. Uh, I don't know how far it was. It could have been miles. I don't know how far it was, but we walked. We didn't get run over. We didn't ride bikes. We just walked to the Miracle Strip, 
and we stayed all night long. So it would be me, my sister, Todd, Dane, uh, Vicky Dunn, Christy Dunn, Debbie Dunn, uh, Mac- Billy, Billy McMurray, and, and then whoever went, you know, uh, Dunn Nugabauer. I remember Dunn would come, uh, Todd's cousin. And we'd go down there, and, and, and we had fun. That's all I can tell you. It was a lot of fun. It was a different time back then, though. It was a lot safer, that's for sure. It's a damn shame that, uh, I mean, if I went to, if I went down there today and, and I had a, a young child, a boy or girl, that was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, I, I sure as heck wouldn't let them walk down there. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, different different time. That's all I can say, different time. So that's it. So I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to title this as. I, 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 don't, I never come up with the titles to any of these podcasts stories uh until well after i'm done i'll probably ponder on a little bit and think on it but uh i know i like going to panama city in the 70s and it was a lot of fun i guess i need to get over there my my cousin's got a condo down there now and and uh go see him one time when he's down there that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up uh and and if and i hope that the name that i come up with is suitable and <laughs> does it justice who knows that's it, man. I tell y'all what. God bless y'all. Man, we live in a great country. It is, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to confess. I'm about to sign off. I can't do it. But I, I'm going to confess, it is everything in my power to do to not go into politics on these. And I still may do it later because I get so dead gum frustrated. But I, I'm, I'm going to keep the politics out of it the best I can. Uh, and and I'll maybe, I may be successful. I may, don't, I may not. I don't know. Who knows? That's it. Uh, God bless everybody. Y'all, please like and share. Uh, not many folks are listening to this, uh, but share it with many people as you can. And uh, I hope y'all continue to listen. Thank y'all for what small audience I got. I enjoy doing it. Um, God is good. God is great. And I'm going to sign off, as I always do, quoting my great friend, Mike Coker, from Elgin, South Carolina. As Mike would always say, Bicycle.